from Plant Lab in Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live. I forgot the intro. I don't know why. I'm with my BFF. What, if, what, what intro did you forget? The whole like. I mean, it's you did. Whole, it's like a whole windup I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it yeah, is. I, I just, I it's like know. a spring. Yeah, but uh, I think I think you did it pretty well. Yeah. Did it just get darker? I did a little no, bit. No, I think it's just the TV. It's a $200 Amazon TV. Oh, okay. This is, this is what plugs by. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Cheap-ass TV. How's your week? How's your uh, week? It was, um, it was a good week. We had an awesome bit devs last night. Yeah. A bunch of people came in after TabConf, which... I was excited about because I missed TabConf. Um, yeah, great bit devs. Merch was there. Oh, you Merch know, came. Yeah, wow. Merch. Yeah, Merch was like a de facto panel host where he was like sitting in the front and they kept giving him the mic over and over because nice. he like has this encyclopedic knowledge of uh, everything Bitcoin. Um, yeah, it was great. There was a lot of, we talked about, there was a lot of talk about L&D and, uh, the uh, tap script bug. Um, and then Lisa talked quite a bit about rate cards. Uh, it, was a, rate cards? it was a good one. Huh? What are rate cards? Rate cards are a way for, or a proposal that Lisa made uh, a way for you to um, kind of have dynamic fees on your lightning channels and would allow you to add negative fees to your lightning channels in like you can set, you can set for a channel, like several rate cards, like in a circumstance where this is true, my channel has this fee rate. And in this other circumstance where, where this is true, it has a different rate. And so, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty good way of, um, allowing channels to have dynamic fees without creating a lot of, um, gossip on the lightning network, but overall, like a really fantastic, um, uh, bit devs and tons of safe Dean gave a talk before, nice. uh, and I caught the tail end of that. And that was pretty cool. We got to hear him in person call COVID the flu, um, which was fun after just having, I think had COVID, uh, but <laughs> it was a really, really good. And he signed a lot of books and, um, uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Turnout. Has he done an AMA yet? Uh, he is, is not. I don't know if he's even, I mean, we might, we might get there eventually. I mean, we're having Peter Todd on for an AMA today, who is maybe the OG OG that we've ever had. Um, I don't, I mean, do you, can you get an earlier person? Maybe you could get Zabo and maybe like way die is maybe another person you can get who's maybe, but he's like top five OG. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about I know, that. I knew Nick Sab or not Nick Sab. Was it? No, I know. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Todd. No. Um, yeah. No, I'm thinking, no, I'm not thinking of, Never mind. Had a, had a, I saw her, I saw her somewhere. Um, Hal Finney's wife. Uh, okay. She was doing, she was doing a speaking somewhere. I think it'd be cool getting her on. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I should do that. I should also get, would be another cool get is like Ross Ulbricht's parents. Oh yeah. Lynn. Yeah. I did an interview with her once. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. That's right. You have like, um, this long history of interviews. Yeah. She's uh, she's a really nice lady. Yeah. Um, let's jump into the top five stories. Uh, yeah. It's got some good ones this week. So hodl not one is lawsuit. Uh, Woo! By all definitions. So 
Um, thank you for all the plebs who helped, uh, in this fight. I don't, I mean, I think they, they helped fund his legal battle, but now as a result of him winning this legal battle, Craig Wright is now responsible for, uh, paying for all the lawyers oh, fees. Oh dude. Really? Yeah. This is pretty cool. How so, much is that? Uh, I think it's like 500 grand. Wow. Yeah. I mean, lawyers are expensive, man. Yeah. Lawyers are really expensive. Um, especially ones that can win you a suit like this. And it's pretty, I mean, it, it's pretty damning. Like it, he, he won pretty handedly. This wasn't like, I forget who had a lawsuit recently. It was, um, was it like Bitcoin Python or something? Bitcoin Cobra had a lawsuit, a similar lawsuit. And, uh, they didn't win as, uh, comprehensively as Hoddle not did. They only, they got a doll. They had to pay a dollar but in this case, um, the the judge said that they acquitted uh, Magnus of or Hadlnot of all all of all of the claims. Um, said he's not liable for any damages, and uh, Craig Wright has to pay for the costs of his lawsuit against Hadlnot and and Awesome. Um, didn't ex- you know? Didn't exactly say uh, that Craig Wright is a fraud. Um, which I want to hear out of a lawyer's mouth or a, a judge's mouth at some point. But it, but if you read through it, it's like there is reason to sus- basically the judge says there is reason to suspect Craig is not being honest. Um, and that's awesome. I mean, I think, I think, I think this is the beginning of the end. What do you think? What do you think really Wright? is the, the drive behind somebody like that? I Craig think we Wright? talked about it last time. Let's say hypothetically, like he is, you know, Satoshi, like, do you think, do you think he really believes he's Satoshi or had a hand in it? Or do you think he's just, uh, like, uh, you know, one of those people that just kind of a grifter. Things, yeah, yeah. That does things like these. So there's two possibilities. There's one, he's like, absolutely. He's delusional and actually thinks he's, he's Satoshi on some level. He thinks he actually is Satoshi, but is simultaneously willing to like doctor evidence and stuff. So it's illegal. But, so it's, yeah. So it's very, it's very unlikely that he, he, uh, is delusional because he's, he's like, unless he has like split personalities or something and like, but, I, but the more likely scenario is he told someone early on that he was Satoshi and was intoxicated by the, uh, the response that he got telling someone he was Satoshi. Um, and then it just, the lie built and built. And I think they're, Oh, well, so you're saying it's like something that he kind of stepped into somebody said about him and then he just had to keep yeah, he, he, he's he, like, he's like, like he yeah, why don't I tell people I'm Satoshi? Oh, wow. Why wouldn't this be, how much, oh, I didn't how, even think about how that. much money could I make if people believed I was Satoshi? How, you'd probably, I mean, that's probably how something like this starts. I, I think, but also he, I think has a history, people have like done deeper studies of Craig, right? And I think they've discovered that he has a history of being like a pathological liar. Like he is like perpetually a fraud, um, in his life, even prior to claiming he was Satoshi. Uh, I think you're right. I think, I think it's probably the latter. Like you said, I think it's one of those things where he like, cause I've done that before where you like, you know, you're growing up and you tell your friends like, Oh yeah, I have this new football that came in for Christmas or something. Oh no, yeah. Like and I, they're like, yeah, we'll bring it, bring it in. We're going to go play with it. And I'm like, Oh crap, mom, I don't have a football. Can you buy me a football? And it just uses this lie builds and builds. And you're just like, Oh snap. 
No. Yeah. I remember, like you're like, yeah, you can imagine like as an early boy, you're usually jockeying for like status and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I, when I went on this vacation, I hooked up with this girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> is she right there? <laughs> yeah. Like what, how did that happen? And you're like, you just make up lie after lie yeah. after lie. And it's just, uh, dang. Yeah. But uh, some people don't grow out of, um, out of that. Yeah. Like they don't realize the error in that immediately. Well, congratulations to Hadonat. Uh, yeah, this is good news, man. This is a good way to start a Friday. Yeah. Bitcoin's winning. Um, uh, the next top story is Impervious's launch, the long awaited browser from uh, the Bitcoin company Impervious that, uh, yeah, that finally got an, like a wide alpha release. I think they had been like, you could kind of use it before, but not not terribly well, but now this is the first public one. Um, uh, Have you played with it? I played with it a little bit. I haven't actually done anything. There was some Stacker News user sharing dids and like trying out some of the messaging uh, features of it. I have, I know um, we know someone who worked on, on that side of, of the imperv- of the did side of it. And I'm really excited about messing around with that and seeing like how that works. Um, but uh yeah. I mean, it, you kind of, you, you open the, you can kind of see it here, but you open the browser and you kind of get this dashboard kind of like in a normal Chrome browser or whatever, you would get like a, a small app page maybe, or you would get like a default website you configure. But in, in the case of impervious browser, you get this dashboard, which gives you access to all these, in these peer to peer kind of apps. You get this messaging app, uh, a video, a video messaging app, you can do like live documents, kind of like a Google Docs that are apparently uh, peer-to-peer. Um, yeah, and then you can connect a Lightning Wallet, which probably operates very similarly. I haven't messed around with the Lightning Wallet part because uh, they kind of make you, I have to like plug in all of my details uh, for my Lightning Wallet. I haven't done that yet, but I imagine it operates somewhat like Albi and hopefully uses WebLN. Um or yeah, but I'm, I'm curious about, I'm really curious about that part. Cause that's the part I'm actually excited about. Like, I don't really need another messaging app. I don't really need another video chat app. I don't, I'm not concerned about zoom terribly. I don't really have serious conversations on, I'm sure people will make great use of uh, the peer to peer messaging and video and live docs, but those are, those are areas of my life where I'm not super privacy conscious, but I am curious about how light like and lightning interacting more natively on the web and what that's about. And so I'm excited to eventually experiment uh, with that. Have you, uh, messed, you've messed, I know you wrote, I know you have messed around with it because <laughs> you, you wrote an article on it that I read. Yeah. I, I wrote an article on it on Thriller Bitcoin. Um, and it was just like, it's not a full on review. I'll, I'll do that here in a few weeks once I've used it for more than, you know, um, uh, like, you know, a month. Uh, but Right now, I just want to kind of get out, get out a first look. What I think initially, um, dude, it's it's clunky, man. Um, it's really clunky. It it and and like what I'm about to say right now isn't like so much a, a critique on the team or anything like that. It's just like I don't know, man. I think I think if they would have just released the browser to begin with and just had like Lightning built in, um, like all they had to do was beat Brave. Like they didn't really need to go out here and do all of this. I think this is all great, but it's just the way they rolled it out. It just, to me, it's just like, what happened? Like it almost seemed like, dude, and the browser is actually really good. Personally, (laughs) Keon, I I think if they remove that whole first page and just let me jump straight into the browser, like I would be much happier. 
but so what, so what, so what do you want? What, so what, what exactly, so you, it sounds like what you wanted given some of the things you've said is you wanted a privacy focused browser, right. That had lightning built into it. Right. And that's kind of what you wanted. And instead we got, look, it says right there, the world's first Bitcoin lightning native web browser. That's what we were all kind of expecting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So all these other apps, it's fine. It's already there. I just think like it reminds me of GUI. Do you remember GUI? No, I, I read your post on so, it. I never so saw that. So a long time ago, there was, there, and it, it's not the same thing as Impervious, but it's funny how history just kind of rhymes, right? You have something like GUI come out back in 2006. It was created by four people, uh, the founders. They used Flash primarily to do all the cool stuff inside of the browser. But it was very similar. It was like an OS that was done inside the browser. They ended up selling off to AOL like two years later. But, or four years later. But what's interesting is it had all the same things. It was like two terabytes of storage, secure messaging. Uh, it wasn't video calls, but it was like video player, audio player. And the interesting was they were still griping about privacy back then. It was the same thing that they were griping about on Stacker News. And it was like, for me, when I was like doing all this research, I realized like, oh, like this has happened before. These same issues with these same type of... Um, uh, solutions has caused people to be up in arms about their privacy and about where it's being stored and about the TOS and all that stuff. So there was somebody who did a post on Stacker News. Here it is here. Yeah, we'll get into it now. Yeah, this and, is, this and it wasn't a top story, but this is Carr's top story. Yeah, this is my top story because it's it's interesting. If you're going to be using the browser, you should probably know where your, 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 your uh, data is being stored. Now, Chase went in there. He scroll, if you scroll down, he went in there and he like, completely cleared the air. And he said, Chase here, I'm an attorney and the CEO. If you don't like our boilerplate language, you can clone the code and run it yourself. It's FOSS peer-to-peer and E2EE. We can't control, see, or manipulate data shared via the Impervious browser. We claim zero ownership or interest in your data. Anything to the contrary is contrived. Happy to have someone tweak the terms to clarify, but this is literally nothing. Love you all. Peace. So I thought that was great, right? He came on, exactly went right to the to answer the question, but still at the end of the day, you have the rest of the stackers continuously talking about this. And it, it comes to the, the conclusion that, Hey, they have this information. Now Chase has said that they're not looking at it. They're not, they're not peeping on it. They're, they're just like, it's just running through whatever. Doesn't mean in the future they can't go and change that. Right. And not tell anybody. Uh, like we saw what PayPal has done they said that they were going to stop charging people $2,500. They literally just changed the verbiage on it and you still charge you $2,500. Like no one actually verified the privacy policy again once they said, once they, they told the news they removed it because they did it. It's yeah. still there. So this is where like language and all that stuff is very important to come back and actually look at the hard information and make sure that people are aware of what's going on with their data. If they're really serious about privacy, and it sounds like they are, this is the, this is the right approach to doing it. Like answering this, these questions. Yeah. But and I think there's a lot of issues just to, to final off. There's a lot of issues with this release, how they released it. Like just a tweet, like what? Like, and then, and then on top of that, it's just like, okay, then they have this TOS thing. And then to top it off, it's all clunky. And it's just like, oh man, it's all over the place. I don't know what's going on. It just, for me as a user that wants to use this, that was looking forward to this, like, how do you, yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah. So my, so my perspective on it, it's an early product. I'm, I usually reserve much of my judgment on an early product. Cause I know, 
I know it took a lot of work to get there. Yeah. And then also it's likely to be, you know, in like incomplete and poorly conceived, especially when it's been, uh, like marinating as long as impervious browser has absent like actual real world usage. So I'm trying to reserve judgment and I hope, and I think, you know, I knowing some people who work there, I think they're pretty competent and they'll, they'll pivot to something uh, phenomenal eventually. Uh, as far as this terms of service, the only thing that kind of scares me about this is when you like what lawyers, what lawyers do is they, they attempt to maximize legal leverage all the time. And so this is like the, this is as if you look in, if you read the, the terms of service, at least the part that was clipped out of it, it's basically saying we, you have no right to privacy as a user, uh, as a result of using this. I mean, Chase says that it's just boilerplate and they just, they maybe, and my, my first instinct was they just pulled it from somewhere and added it in and thought this would legally protect them, maximize their legal protection. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. No, it, we're not actually reading their data. We're not actually doing anything with it. Holding data doesn't, le- doesn't protect you, but they, <laughs> but they don't, they don't. So apparent. So according to chase here and what I understand about the technologies they're using, they actually don't hold any data, but it gives them this, the, their terms of service gives them the right to eventually hold it if they want to, or try, try to do like someone says eventually uh, telemetry, like this terms of service basically gives you the right to eventually collect telemetry data on your users. And it doesn't exclude uh, your, the possibility of you doing that. And, you know, there's no, we, like, we don't know. Um, we just, ha- we, we have this terms of service to read and we have Chase saying it's a nothing burger, but regardless, the terms of service is still there. So I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I think, I think we, you know, we've all come to have a certain point of view on lawyers and it's like, don't, they're like, don't worry about my power. <laughs> don't, don't worry about, uh, the things that I can do to you, uh, in using the legal system. Uh, and I don't think, I don't think we can necessarily trust them. Um, you know, and all that said, I don't, I think, I think impervious, I, I think impervious is, is, is going to build something continue to build something cool. I'm just, it, this but, is scary to me. Like what I want is what I want. But who's it for Keon? Like, I don't know who this is for. It's clearly not for Bitcoiners. Yeah. Well, no, what do you mean? I mean, or is it for the average person? Like who's, who's the browser right, for? Right, right, right. It's, it's too complicated to be for normies. Yeah. I mean, I think it is, it is for Bitcoiners, but I think they miss the mark on the, on the legal side. I think that, I think it's just, I mean, I think, uh, you know, clearly a bit a Bitcoiners are privacy first group, uh, freedom. I mean, they got some, like they're doing that in all the technological things, which is interesting. It just seems like this. So I think it's just a legal oversight and that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping it is. And if, and we'll know that's true if it changes, um, if the terms of service change, but if it doesn't, then it's not an oversight and it was intentional. And then I would recommend people not use it. Uh, but, it, but it is, I mean, it, 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 the, if you read the terms of service, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's a lot. I think they might, maybe they just took like the standard Firefox terms of service and changed, you know, Firefox to impervious. They raised, they raised 20 million. Why not just buy a lawyer, just hire a lawyer to, to change? Well, that's a weird, that was a weird thing to me. It's like, why wouldn't the lawyer who's the CEO like deal, like be able to like redo these things? I mean, I don't, 
I don't know. I'm it's, but I don't <laughs> but, know. I don't no, know where to land on it. I want to support them and also yeah, hold their feet too, to the fire a little it's bit. It's just like, you know, you know how it's, it's interesting because like, I'm sure there's a lot of people there that work around the impervious team. Uh, it's like no one stopped and like said something. Like, how do you get this far with no one stopped and said something? I'm sure people did stop and say something. I know, I know people who worked in impervious who, who would have stopped and said something and, um, you know, maybe they just weren't heard or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to keep using it. I want to use it and see if I can really get a really good review out there for it. But, um, yeah, I I think it's, uh, it's cool that they, they did this at the end of the day, you can always fork it. I encourage people to do that. It would be cool to see what, what would happen if you really forked it and just made a really great browser. And then I'll add all these other things later where you can just like download them individually. Yeah. I don't need all these things. I just need like a brow, a great privacy browser with lightning built in and let me download these apps separately in a separate page. But first load up the browser. <laughs> uh, I want to replace Google Chrome. Please let me replace Google Chrome impervious. That's all I want. You're using I'm, Chrome I'm, and not brave. I use brave with all the, eh, the bat, a little bit of both the back token mostly or whatever Chrome, turned off. Mostly Chrome. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Brave is Chromium based, and most modern browsers are Chromium based. So that I was kind of I, I and before I started working on Stacker News, I actually interviewed at Mighty, which is another Chromium based browser company where they're mm-hmm. doing like backend. Um, what they do is they render all of your your web page on the backend and stream you just the the image of the page, and so you can you can create like really powerful web applications given that it's all rendered on the back end. Oh, nice. But that, but that used Chromium. And the, when I talked to those engineers, they were so burned out because <laughs> I've worked at companies prior where they've focused primarily on performance problems. And it's a very hard thing to do. Browsers are very hard. So mad respect to getting a browser out there that's like functional and allows you to do browsery things. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to like the progress they make on it. Uh, and yeah, maybe this is like a big, maybe this is a nothing burger, but it's like, it is like, it is, it is they like. They built it up to be a, a huge thing. And so like you, you built it up with that much, uh, uh, you're going to have to hear when people are dissatisfied. I'm sorry. That comes with the territory, man. You start building it up to be this amazing yeah. thing and then it, it's a nothing burger. And then it's like, okay, well, people are going to be like, I was anticipating this like all year. I've been anticipating. I've been- oh no, I don't think the application is a nothing burger. I think the terms of the terms and conditions might be a nothing burger and maybe there's not much reason to be concerned about them. Um, I think the, you know, an application, the application will evolve. I think they'll improve on it a lot and get start, start doing the right things and getting user feedback and all of that kind of stuff. Um, my only concern is, is I want to, I want, I want a privacy focused browser. I want to, I want, I don't want to feel weird using like feel, um, feel afraid when I use my browser. I don't even know what the, you know, what the weird thing is, is I don't even know the terms of service of the brave browser and it might be awful, but I suspect if it were bad, it would be quite, uh, quite publicized. So a grain of salt with everything I've said, uh, especially on the legal stuff. I have no idea, <laughs> but people are concerned about it and you should be aware of their concern. This is why Stacker News is great. Reasons you, can ask, you can ask people questions. Uh, this is why Stacker News is pretty awesome. Heck yeah. Um, next up story is Justin Moon's AMA. Ooh, yeah. I talked to him last night at BitDevs and I thanked him for coming on and I got, I also, uh, 
kind of roasted him a bit for not answering all my questions. Um, cause he, he didn't, he's I asked, guy. he's a busy guy. Yeah. Guy. He's super busy. He's building a, you know, the, the, the next, uh, kind of layer, another layer on Bitcoin, uh, with Fetty. But, um, yeah, very, very cool to have him on for an AMA and thankful for any time that I can get from him. He also hosted BitDevs again last night, which oh, is nice. always fun. He doesn't was always Buck do that. There? Buck was there. So oh, okay. it was a three panel, oh, inc- nice. not including merch. It was like, uh, you know, fourth, <laughs> fourth wheel. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, pretty, pretty cool AMA overall. Uh, he didn't answer uh, any good questions. He didn't answer all the questions. Kevin Rook asked about uh, human, humane design. And what that means that, cause on their, on Fetty's homepage, they reference, um, uh, human design, human centric design is kind of what they, what they call it. And it's based on that, uh, design company. I'm forgetting the name where they design, they're like this big design consultancy and they focus on this, but they, they say that's how they're designing their wallet is on this human centric uh, design approach. Most of us don't know what that means. Um, even, uh, now uh, who is a huge like UX critic is like, well, what does that even mean? Um, but I think it, it actually means something legitimate and they are, there's, it's a, basically just describes a process by which you kind of get user feedback and integrate it. I think, um, uh, what should be my background to learn, uh, Bitcoin programming, another user asks, and, uh, Justin Moon recommends base 58, uh, to learn about, uh, Bitcoin. And we know people who have gone through the course and they say it's, it's very good at teaching you, uh, base layer protocol stuff. And so if you are interested in that, in, in that layer, the like programmatic layer of Bitcoin, um, it's a good, it's a good place to start. I would agree. Um, Justin, how did you hear about a, a stack news? Justin Moon was came to the old pleb lab, which was, used to be in like a little, a backroom closet in capital factory, um, where we all huddled together and occasionally worked. Uh, and he came in one time and I think that's how we heard about it. I'm, I'm really bad at chilling. So I usually don't, I I'd seen Justin moon around, but I hadn't said anything. He probably just saw your hat and he's like, Oh, I got to try that. thing." I think he was, he was just sitting in there with me and he's like, what do you work on? And I'm like stacker news. And he's like, what's stacker news? And then Ben Carmen, it's like, he's like, Oh, it's like, it's kind of like hacker news. And, uh, Oh, I I remember. Oh, this is when he first came back. Right. From his like year long travel. Yeah. Yeah. This is, Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was just all out of it. Right. He was just like, where am I? <laughs> yeah, but what yeah. Changed. When he went out to find himself and came back and started Fetty, yeah, um, yeah, but pretty, pretty dope. He chooses uh, TabConf over Bitcoin Amsterdam, and I agree. Yeah, uh, TabConf is a lot of fun. Good pick. Uh, super great, super great conference. I recommend everyone goes. Um, uh, yeah, but overall, pre- really pretty cool AMA. Justin is like a really smart guy. And, um, you know, also a very, uh, a very fun person. So check out, check out the AMA with him. Uh, did you get any questions on Justin? Yeah, I was busy working on some other things yesterday, but yeah, I saw it. I mean, I wanted to, was that just yesterday? Oh, or was it the day before? It was on Tuesday. I forget what day it was. Um, this whole week's been a blur. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm coming back up from TabConf. Yeah. It was, it really took a lot out of me. Uh, understandably uh but yeah it, it, it looks like uh when I saw, I saw when I saw him in Atlanta he was busy like he was just like running around talking to people um really spreading the Fetty message and stuff so it's, 
good to see him. I have a lot of respect and admiration for Justin. So, yeah, he's a real one. Uh, and on the conferences are, if you don't go to a lot of Bitcoin conferences, I, I, I've only been to three and, uh, Sam from Hoseki described it to me once as like, he's like, it's, it's a five day bender is basically what a conference is. And so you're just like, you're, you're just constantly talking to people. You're losing your voice by the end of it. And it's like never ending. And then if you're, if you're taking part in like the drinking and stuff, it's like doubly, and then you're not sleeping much if you're engaging, especially if you're engaging in a hackathon and it's just, uh, it wrecks you a little bit. It's kind of interesting too. That funny that you say that. Cause like for me, it was like, you go to the tab conf, you see everybody, you meet everybody, you talk to everybody. And then you come back to Pleb Lab and there's still everybody here too. <laughs> right, so it's right, like, right. it never stops. That's why I just needed like a day to just like re rejuice, you know, just like yeah. charge. Yeah. Um, that's true. We live, we like live and breathe, like for people who show up to these conferences they're they like live out in the country in Canada or something. And mm -hmm. they, this is like kind of their concentrated Bitcoin time or they're otherwise just on Bitcoin Twitter or in some cases stacker news. But like, uh, yeah, for, for, uh, for me, like for me, I'm like over, like I'm on Bitcoin all the time. I'm thinking about Bitcoin all day, yeah. literally eight hours a day. All my friends are Bitcoiners. Yeah. All our friends are Bitcoiners. Together, breakfast together. Yeah, so we it's see a, each other, you know, each other's business. It's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. You know, you just, sometimes you just need to restart. For yeah. sure. But, uh, yeah, great AMA with Justin. Uh, the next top story is from open noms. They describe how to create your own bolt card and oh, cool. do it in a self-sovereign way. And so apparently you can buy these NFC enabled, uh, credit cards and use, Which are they? um, they're cheap. They're really cheap. Uh, 78 oh. British pounds. Um, uh, I think that's what that sign means. Um, should we get a stacker news, um, uh, card, uh, card? I think you could probably, you could definitely set it up really? so that it would, it would, would work it, from your stacker news account. And it would draw withdrawal. I think so. I don't know if I have to do anything to change it. Cause I, cause I support L and URL withdrawal, which is my understanding of how this works, how this works. And oh, so, nice. yeah, I believe that's just what you put mm. on there. Dang, this would be cool. Yep. So you can set it up with Core Lightning, uh, your node at home, it looks like. Um, will you be doing this? Will you be trying this out? Uh, I would like to at some point. I haven't tried it out though yet, but basically what you do is you you buy these cards, you download an app that uh, Coin, is it Coin Corner? Uh, you download an app that uh, allows you to program the card and set set it up for for operating this way. And, uh, that's basically it. And then you have to have some backend that supports it. And in this, this tutorial here, he recommends that you use Ellen bits, which has a plugin yeah. that, um, that is built specifically around, around this use case. And it makes it pretty easy. I mean, that's, the, the tutorial is pretty short. It's like, buy this card, download this Android app, install Ellen bits with this plugin, load up, Bitcoin on your Ellen bits instance. This is a lot of fun, man. And that's it. You're ready to go. You can start Who paying with this? Bitcoin on a card. This is open noms. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's open noms. This is an epic, uh, kind of a walkthrough. Yeah. Uh, Darth coin says, this is gentlemen. 
And this is gentlemen. Um, what does that mean? I don't know, but <laughs> I think it's, I don't know if it's a, is it a Mimi thing or it's just Darth Coins English, but uh, I like that. This is gentlemen. And I think it's- Does it, gentlemen like to share something? Yeah, no, yeah. This, is, this is something a gentleman would do is do this tutorial on it. Oh, yeah, that's true. It describes it perfectly. This is gentlemen. Um, yeah, pretty cool little tutorial. The next top story is uh, the co-founder of Blitz, Michaels, or Bolts, uh, Michaels AMA. Nice. Uh, Bolts uses uh, swaps from Lightning to Bitcoin a lot, and they, they basically have an, an account-free exchange uh, using these swaps. So you can swap from, I don't, you can't swap into fiat, but they allow you to swap from Bitcoin to lightning. And, and, and that's kind of one swap they provide. I think they also provide, they might provide a liquid, uh, swap. And then I think they also provide, uh, you know, to the chagrin of many maxis, I think an Ethereum, um, swap, but they, they're using Bitcoin and a lot of people use their, their swap service. Um, to uh, convert on-chain to lightning and lightning to on-chain. And so he knows a lot about, a lot about Bitcoin and, and specifically swaps, um, having started the service back in 2019. Pretty good AMA overall. Like he answers a lot of questions quite in depth. Um, a lot of people asking just about Bolts in general who aren't, uh, aren't, aren't very familiar. Um, people asking about his opinion on the lightning network, having been in it for so long. Like he, one of the things he said it was most surprising is how like fast the lightning network has grown in yeah. 2019. He said in 2019, it was like dead. Yeah. There wasn't really much usage. And he said, it's just like, like exploded a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's just getting bigger and bigger. Right. Like there's new projects getting announced every week on stacker. It's uh Yeah. So, and so long as the underlying protocol keeps improving, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't really see why it would stop. Um, it's going to go even faster probably. Yeah. Uh, Super and I were talking about this earlier this week. Like you can build a bit, you can build an on-chain Bitcoin product, but no one's going to use it today. Like that's just the way, like everyone wants to use lightning products. So we don't, but we're trying to guess as to why, because like lightning's cool, man. Lightning is cool, <laughs> but it's like, but, but, but it's not much, it's not in like in practice, it's not much cheaper today than it is, than on-chain is. And on-chain allows you to do different things than you can do on lightning. And so it's kind of odd that everyone's like, I only want to use lightning. Yeah, because it's cool, Keon. <laughs> like it's just a lightning bolt. Like it's, yeah. it's so cool, man. It, it drew me to it. Like, like that was the thing for me that once lightning came out, that was the thing that actually drew me towards Bitcoin was lightning. I don't know if I would have came in if it was just Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin's cool, but lightning's cooler, man. It's just, it just is. Yeah. I guess it's just that like instant payment thing is like, it's just cool. Man. Is really, is really yeah. where the fire all is. All the smartest people are working on it. it it's kind of dumb to be using altcoins these days. It makes no sense. That's uh, definitely true. I once Tara, once Tara starts launching out all these coins, it's going to be really going to make no sense to use any other chain, but lightning at that point. Yeah. Any other chain. Yeah. Yeah. Or Bitcoin. I should say. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't, I definitely think that's true. I think my, my guess was that, you know, people anticipate congestion on the base layer being very high. So they're using lightning, but I think that's too rational. I think you're right. It's just, it, it feels cooler to use lightning that's why everyone wants to use it and, cool, the, and not having to wait. We're so impatient as people. Like I don't want to have to, I pay to an address yeah. on a service. And it has then, a good brand, dude. There's something to be said about lightning bolt, man. It has a great brand. 
Yeah. There's that. And uh, yeah, you, you can't, you don't get instant settlement on, on chain. I mean, there's this huge discussion. I recommend everyone to go kind of browse it at least briefly, but there's a huge discussion going on, on the mailing list right now about zero confirmation payments and a bunch of services that are relying on, on zero confirmation payments. We talked about it a lot at BitDevs last night, but this is, this is kind of where, you know, lightning shines in the use case for, um, that, that people are trying to solve with, with zero conf and, um, you know, it's, lightning, lightning works, uh, pretty, pretty dang well. Uh, it has a bunch of problems. Um, apparently Matt Corallo gave a great talk on all the problems. I'm hoping that gets published at some point. Yeah. It has so many, it has unlimited ideas too, right? Like there's so many ideas that are still left undiscovered and some of them that we all know, but just waiting for somebody to implement it or to create it. Uh, well, you're, you're, you're one of them, right? You had the whole lightning implementation inside of like a hacker news type of thing, like something that everybody had talked about for years. Uh, but like, is it finally took somebody to actually go and do it. That's what's cool about lightning, man. It opens up everything. Yeah. It definitely makes, it makes digital payments like way more approachable in, in certain ways in terms of the time commitment that you have to sit and wait for something to settle. Like it, it, it definitely, it changes the game in a big way. It makes, it makes like digitally native payments like work for a, a much wider variety of use cases. So I agree. Uh, anyway, the, there's a lot of stuff like that in this, in this AMA talking about lightning, talking about swaps. Um, they ask about stacks. They do ask <laughs> about stacks. Um, he says, I don't know a lot about it. I mean, most of us know enough to stay away. Yeah. But, uh, then that's, so that's fair. Uh, people ask about tarot. Uh, he says it's hard to tell, you know, until it's live basically. Uh, he doesn't read a lot. Bitcoin Graffiti always asks people what their favorite sci-fi novel is because Bitcoin Graffiti, I believe, writes a little bit of fiction. Well, occasionally posts it. But 1984 and obviously The Hitchhiker's Guide are, are classics. Uh, Ready Player One, mm. I would also recommend that one. That one's a very good book. Um, oh, this one's pretty good. Uh, KR asks what, what separates good Lightning Node operators from great ones. And he said, um, being online and having balanced channels makes you a good one. He's like, but being a great one is figuring out where liquidity is missing on the lightning network mm. and, uh, and figuring out like the topology and how, how the flows of liquidity are changing and then meeting the, meeting the needs of the network in those, in those kind of situations. Um, overall pretty cool. He's also a champion of any priv out. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't want to go through the whole AMA, but it's up there for you to read if you yeah, want I need to go back and look at that one. That looks like a really good one. It is good. Um, so my top story of the week is this BSV Scandal. thing. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> I like this one. It's kind of funny. Uh, basically, uh, there's someone on, on BSV who's mining, who has a majority of the hash power, who's mining empty blocks, uh, and then BSV, the Bic, the Bitcoin Association. I don't know anything about these people other than this blog post. Bitcoin but they, Association. I don't know. That's what they call themselves. They're uh, they're pursuing criminal charges against the miner, um, and I think attempting to like enforce it. Based on my reading, it seems like they're trying to enforce the uh, Bitcoin white paper as if it's like a legal contract or something. And they are, you know, quote unquote, engaging in dishonest. Uh, Activities, I quote them here. It says, while producing an empty block is not inherently a dishonest act per the rules 
put set forth in the white paper as if the white paper is a set of rules. It's, it's like a, it's defining a protocol and saying like under any circumstances, this kind of works and this is what a dishonest person would do, but it doesn't mean you're, you know, uh, that you, you'll be criminally prosecuted if you're being dishonest anyway, but while producing an empty block is not inherently a dishonest act per the rules set forth in the white paper, refusing to collect new transactions that are broadcast to a node into a block is inherently dishonest behavior. Uh, and then they also like repeatedly call BSV Bitcoin in the paper, which it makes it like, just, it kind of like, um, mind screws you a little bit, but, um, yeah, kind of, a, kind of funny <laughs> just overall, uh, uh, the, 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 the way they view Bitcoin is like so weird. Uh, yeah. and, uh, it's kind of, yeah, it, it's kind of like visiting another world a bit to go Does and read this blog post. Use BSV and like Bcash and all I don't know. I remember I was, I remember back in like 2017, I was following this guy on Twitter and he was, he was, he was a Bitcoin maxi and I was like, great. Yeah. And he like went hard. He goes, he went hard at Vitalik. Then eventually he switched to BSV and promoting BSV. And it was just, I, I mean, at some point I stopped following him, but it was, a, it, I think it had, it had like legitimate, like legitimate, uh, lay, like, uh, support by certain people like this. I don't, I don't know if he was genuinely supporting it or just trying to like dump on people. Um, but uh, they were using it for all kinds of dumb stuff. They were building social networks into it where they'd store all the posts and images and all kinds of things in the actual blockchain. Like they were just doing literally whatever. It's like they, you got a web developer to uh, build the, um, uh, to, to modify the protocol. It was like, it was just whatever, like whatever went with no concerns around um, block size or anything. It's, it's kind of interesting. I wonder if somebody's going to write a book about like how all these like, chains got split off or like why they tried doing things with like the blockchain quote unquote. Um, yeah. I hope that gets it written. Be, it would be, it'd be fascinating to see a book like that. That's a project. Uh, there's so many of them now, but yeah, some of these, some of these higher profile ones would be fun to just hear the, hear the crap show stories. Um, the Bitcoin association. What the hell? I hope, uh, <laughs> as if, as if there's any Bitcoin association. Um, uh, top stackers this week. So UTXO club stacked a lot of sats. Um, Who's that? I don't That's know. A great name. But they, uh, looks like a, a chupacabra in their, uh, in their, uh, profile picture. Oh, cool. It looks like, okay. Uh, multi-stage rust Docker builds for umbral apps. I don't know if the, it looks like they might be trying to game the ranking algorithm by putting a bunch of sats in, not knowing how the ranking algorithm works. Uh, and that's probably how they ended up stacking so much. Well, but, uh, keep trying, keep, <laughs> keep it up, <laughs> keep it, especially keep it up when we start taxing, uh, uh, tips like that. Um, big uh, gold, big gold, big gold, big gold had a really great post for Bitcoin magazine. Wow, fifty four thousand sats. Uh, Bitgold works at Chaincase app. We actually saw him the first the first time you and I met in Miami at uh, Pleb. What was it? It was like Plebfy at Plebfy. Uh, I believe uh, Dan Gould uh, actually spoke there, and oh, I saw okay. and he gave a little talk on his like Bitcoin privacy 
um, app, Chain Case. Nice. And I've DM'd with him a little bit. Really so nice he knows guy. How, he knows how crazy Car used to be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, <laughs> but it, but it it was this post here. I know. Uh, I haven't read it, but I, uh, someone told me that it was someone that I respect. Oh, Their nice. opinion said it was really yeah, good and a really fun it. read. They said it read like a story. And so, um, you know, awesome. You have some quite great a bit, writers at Bitcoin Magazine. Quite a few sats for really that. Really great writers there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily even a writer. I think he's, he's like a technical person who did this write up, um, on, uh, this fediment privacy thing that, that oh, he wrote. Okay. Um, uh, and it used frost, which is like this, uh, the kind of multi multi-sig scheme as far as I understand, but that's, uh, that explains how he stacks so many sats. Nice. Uh, I of course stacked quite a few sats, not, not as many as those two. Peter Todd, uh, is climbing the charts. Um, he shared, uh, the, the like blog post for open timestamps last week. And he's also doing an AMA right now, which Justin moon and his AMA where he didn't answer all my questions. Um, look at Ben, the Carmen Ben the Carmen up there too. Look what? at him. Look at him stacking. Can you believe it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he earned it for. 10 K. Wow. Uh, Top spenders, uh, please no ban. <laughs> I think, okay. So he, I think this is probably the account they're trying to game. Oh, okay. The other, the other one through is why they're spending so much. And UTX. UTXO club. club, who is the person who please no ban is trying to. Hey, look at Tony Giorgio. Tony Giorgio up there. Sats for life. Raw avocado. Oh, look. Now it's back up. Crypto now, coin. Now it went offline for a bit. He's been, I've seen him. He's peeking, he's peeking back in. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of good spending out there. Oh, here you are. You're still, you're, yeah. I've been spending a lot of sets. I'm putting it back in. That's you know, right. I'm putting it right back into the snack. That's right. I make it and I put it right back in. Uh, jobs. It'll be the last. Wow. Dude, it looks so much better with all the logos. Yeah. Now you got way better. You have visual things now. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah. We have, uh, Jared from mash. They're hiring a front end web engineer, uh, which is pretty cool and they're promoting it. So it's paying stacker sats. And then, um, uh, Keon, do you think this is not related to jobs? Do you think (sighs) that's how you'll do the sub, the sub stacks? Like you'll, I don't know if that's the right term, but like, is that how you'll do it where they'll have their own little logo and stuff? That's kind of cool though. Like seeing like a whole community, like maybe it's like a bubble or something. You get to choose which one it leads you to all the sub. That's not a bad idea. You mean like you have a list of all the subs and you can go there and view yeah. them and they each have their own logo. Yeah. And they all have their own logo and it looks kind of cool. Maybe there's a quick little verb and maybe you can upvote them on which is the most popular one. And then it all gets distributed amongst the stackers in, inside of it could be a whole club thing. I don't know. Just some idea. Yeah, no. It's I just saw this in a room. I just like, it looked, I just like peered into yeah, it. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah. Like, it looks kind of like what that would look like. I don't yeah. know. Just yeah, that might, that might very well. I mean, it, it's hard to say right now. Yeah. That's why I'm looking forward to starting to create some of these other subs and just begin experimenting and seeing, because I think patterns will emerge and kind of, you know, we'll, we'll probably need a list to display them all at some point. They'll get numerous enough. They'll display in a list. And at some point they'll, you know, hopefully they'll be so numerous that displaying them in a list doesn't yeah. even make sense. Um, and they'll, you'll need to be able to search for them and discover them another way. But, uh, yeah, that, that could, I think that's, you know, I think subs having their own logos, having their own banners, um, that seems to be all kind of 
going to be game. fun, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. A lot I'm fun. looking forward to it. Uh, the last thing I, w- I wanted to cover, I don't know, the Super said that he really likes us covering all these stats and stuff. So I'm including those for him. If people don't like it, just bye. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, let <laughs> us know. Let us know. But uh, yeah, stats are going with like something that's something that's been really encouraging is um, there's a lot more registrations happening than before. Like I'm seeing a lot more new users now that we reintroduce free posts and free comments. And I'm really excited. Do you think it's because we're in a bear market and, and um, people are bored? Uh, that could be it. I hope so. I mean, I don't, I don't really care why I just want, you know, but I, I think really what it was is we were, um, we, we had removed free posts and free comments and it made it high, really high friction to begin participating on Stacker News. And, um, you know, yeah. so, so I'm in, I'm like, I'm encouraged by, by this. Uh, I think, I think, I think we always need a free option. Even, you know, we do, we do what we can to like keep free out of, you know, out of the main view and only it's only seen by people who opt in to see free stuff, but like, keep like giving a, like a nice smooth ramp for people to join the site, I think is, yeah. is probably the right move. It and should be working. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely looking, looking better than it, than it, than it was the stats. Um, so that's cool. cool. Uh, but that's, uh, that's the week on stacker news. Got some boosts here. We got to do a couple weeks, uh, cause we, we didn't do one last time. So, uh, this is a blockchain book says LOL at super when he hosted the show. Oh. And then, uh, that same, that same episode, uh, King Ting said, we love you stacker news. Oh, there you go. And then uh, Blockchain Boo came back last week and he goes, drink some tea, Koob. People care about you, Kia. People tea. care about you. Yeah, that's nice. Blockchain uh, Boo. I'm alive. I'm, I'm uh, sort of how, well. How are, you, how are you feeling? You feeling better? I'm feeling better, definitely. I, I was like trying, I like still have a little bit of a cough. You know, like you're not sick it. anymore. Yeah, the phlegm. Yeah, there's like a phlegmy thing. And so I was like trying to hold in my cough at BitDevs last night. I just, you know, you, you don't want to cough in a crowd of people. It tends to... It's kind of like Draw, far. It's kind of it draws attention. draws attention. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to do that. Um, yeah, but I'm feeling much better. So uh, pretty excited about uh, this winter where I may, maybe won't get sick because I've already been sick. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, I did want to say when we were in uh, uh, Atlanta, I was at the Airbnb, but the people next door to me who live there were loud. So. It goes, it goes against what you're having. Are you, are you sure that they live there and were in another Airbnb? Oh, I think <laughs> they might've been another Airbnb. Cause I, I mean, cause why not? I mean, if you, no one wants to live next to an Airbnb. So why not make all the houses around an Airbnb? That an might Airbnb? be true. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, these people are loud. And I immediately thought of you. I was like, see, Keon's wrong. But uh, yeah, maybe they're in Airbnb too. Oh my God. Don't even, I'm so against. Dude, it was loud, dude. I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, anyway. We'll see you next time, Stackers. Have a great weekend. Zap!